Hey lovelies, welcome to the Honestly Mia podcast with me, Mia. I'm so excited to hang out with you each week to share all the fun and not so fun topics of this journey called life, but I'm confident that we will heal, grow, laugh, cry if necessary to become unapologetically free in Christ. The beauty of it is we will do it together. So let's talk. Are you ready? I'm ready. Episode 47, Exposed. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, Don't know what day you're listening to this, but it is Monday, May 4th of 2020. Right in the middle of the crazy. So, all right, we've gotten that out of the way. So what have you guys been up to? Hopefully everyone is staying safe, that you are enjoying this extra time with family. Hopefully things are still moving along okay. And I'll leave it at that. Um, I don't know about any of you guys, but since I've been kind of at home, isolated, shut off, however you want to call it. I have probably had more than my fair share of time to do some thinking. Um, Hence the the name of this podcast is Exposed. I have been exposed these past couple of weeks. And it's interesting because typically when there is a crisis or something is different or a new routine or you're having to figure something out, and life has taken a turn, you typically find out some interesting things about yourself. And I think the best part of finding out some things is being able to sit before God and ask him to explain some things. And it's not all that fun. Like it's needed and it's useful and it's exciting, but it's not that fun. And I'm pretty sure many of you have been sitting down and thinking about a lot more things lately because you have been not able to do your normal go and that is probably a a blessing for some not so much for others just depending on where your thinking has landed you but for me one of the 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 best parts about the slowdown is asking some of those tough questions and really unlocking it And I think for this particular podcast, it may be better to give an example um, of what I'm talking about. So I'm a person and I will be the first to say that. And of course, work, phone, chiming, all of that stuff. Um, I'll be the, the, the first person to say that I... Am evolving from a pe- being a people pleaser. And I say evolving because there's still some little dots in and out of where I struggle with it because I, I want people to be happy. I want to be able to take care of them. I want to be able to do things for them, but at what cost? And that has probably been something that I've unpacked here recently. Um, and I'll, I'll give you an example. So someone asked me to actually they asked me to do something two months ago and I really didn't want to do it and I had my all my feelings about doing it and I went ahead and did it and it turned out well and I think a lot of 
the what you don't want to do turning out well has everything to do with the mindset. So if you go ahead and suck it up and say, I'm going to do it, I'm going to not be bitter about it or whatever, then you just, it's fine. And then you can find the beauty in it and you're not so, you know, hostile about the process. So therefore you can see it for what it is. Well, fast forward, similar situation happened and I was kind of voluntold. And I, and I say voluntold loosely because, you know, you ultimately have the capabilities to say no or I can't. Well, this particular instance, I immediately felt that I don't want to do that. Like, that's just not what I want to do. I don't have time for that. So on and so forth. Well, for maybe half of a second, I paused. But then, you know, I replied back to say, you know, this isn't something that I, you know, can be doing right now, whatever. Fine. The person said, okay. Well, for like literally 10 minutes, people, I sat there and went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and just, you know, worked myself into a whole little tizzy. And so as I sat there, this also prompted a middle of the night call to my mom when she was up. So don't worry, guys. And to just walk through it. And what was the 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 best thing about that uncomfortable feeling is it allowed me to walk through what the root cause of it is, right? And I think so often when we are faced with things and when we are having to make some decisions, we we will deal with the surface aspect of what's going on. That's a lot easier to say, you know, well, blah, 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 blah. Or it's easy to make it someone else's fault or it's easy to blame it somewhere else instead of asking those tough questions of yourself as far as so what's really going on so I am a person that I struggle when um my energy and efforts are not met and it's a little bit different because I think that there are certain people that that get the grace depending on the sector right like if i am you know doing something at work those times i tend to not be as in my feelings when things aren't reciprocated or whatever because that's my job or you know it just depends but there are people that are close to me that you know i feel like know me know my heart and so often i am like put back when their efforts don't match mine and then you have to unpack the whole so are you sincerely doing things for people or are you doing something to get something in return and I think that it's a fine line for the most part I feel like I do it out of the goodness of my heart but when there is a repeated effort you begin and there's no reciprocation then you begin to ask some of these tough questions, you know? I think the other thing that has been a a moment of exposure. So I have been um not even I'll call it a joke because in the spirit of joking, but it's not really joking, but kind of, you know, saying to some of those people that are close to me, this is going to be the year that I meet this amazing person, right? And I'm like, yeah, and it's going to happen in the middle of a pandemic, right? Like, cause God is good like that. He can make anything happen. Blah, 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 blah. Well, funny thing, um, a couple of days ago, 
I was toying with that thought, but then, you know, here, here comes the enemy to just stomp on it, right? And then it became that, and I think I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about this too. Then it, beca- then it comes down to, do I believe what I heard God say? Or because nothing has happened yet, do I go on to something else? Because I keep telling myself I'm good with it either way, right? Just, it's funny, the waiting part. And I think waiting exposes us in ways that we don't even want to talk about. Like it can take our thinking to a whole nother level. But anyway, again, having this conversation with my mom about, I said, do you think I'll get married again? And she was like, yeah. (laughs) And she said it so effortlessly that it caught me off guard. And I'm sitting here thinking, did you even think about that? And so she went on it and, and, addressed my fear, right? The underlying fear of what I've seen and experienced and am I going to go down that path too? So, but the other thing that kind of came out of that was, you know, the very next day I had a conversation with someone who was sharing some things with me and in them sharing was the answer. And one of the things that I have probably talked about on this podcast, probably not, is the level of exposure that God provided when I was going through my separation about, you know, the kind of woman I was, the the way I thought about things, that my, at times, wanted to control everything. So there are so many things that needed to be dealt with for me to be of any use to anybody. Like, and that's just being real honest. And, you know, the I wasn't always thinking um, selflessly. There was a lot of selfish thinking. There was a lot of me, you know, being evil and not having the best thoughts or the best intentions, like real stuff. And one of the things that I know for sure is how, you know, horrible it feels to jump into something and you're not ready. You haven't worked out your issues. You haven't allowed God to heal some wounds or you haven't allowed him to transform your thinking. When If all of that isn't like together, and I don't mean like perfect, but if you haven't unpacked some of those things, then you are just asking yourself for some foolery. And so the person that I was having this conversation with just confirmed all that by sharing a piece of their story about moving forward um, in a way that just exposed the fact that they weren't really ready to go into something else. And it was so unplanned, so, you know, intentional to have this conversation the very next day after having to deal with thoughts. I mean, I can't even sit here and go through all the things that I've had to unpack. And it's funny because we we look at the fact that we've gone through some sort of major trauma, whether it's, you know, you lost a job you thought you'd always have or a marriage ended or marriage became broken, kids acting out, you know, insecurities you know, financial issues, like whatever it is that you feel like you have like, God has like gotten me over this and gotten me together. And all of a sudden you're, and I, and I use the, the phrase back up against the wall. My back has not been literally up against the wall. I've just been inside of these four walls, same concept, just putting it out there. And 
I've had to talk through some of my fears, some of my concerns, you know, will I always have enough? Am I enough? Am I doing enough? I actually shared this on a group chat at work and it probably caught a lot of people off guard in regards to just things that I think about. And I don't think that it's a bad thing. Now, I think that if I don't lay those things before God, the enemy can take those thoughts and just completely take me around the mountain and back. And it's a whole situation, right? But it's been good. It's been good for me. It's been good to have to walk through the origin of a lot of these things. Because again, you can shrug it off or you can go hop in your car and go hang out with somebody and get totally distracted and totally off course. And it could be very, very important for you to have set still and just said, why am I like this? Or why do I look at things this way? Why am I always questioning this? What is some of the, the, the root causes of my overthinking? And being open to hearing what it is, being open to seeing yourself in a different light. But in the same token, because I don't want to always say that being exposed is going to cause some negative some negative things or for you to have to deal with some negative things being exposed is also going to push you to accept some amazing truths about yourself um like in this same situation that I gave you when I was going you know thinking about me saying no and how it made me feel like <clears throat> excuse me it exposed the fact that I am kind hearted and I do love people and I want to show up for them in a major way almost to a fault sometimes and that is that is good and and again had a conversation with that same person who identified with that and made me feel like it's okay to be who you are because I can remember again another exposure moment of being like literally pissed and I, mean, I can't think of a nicer word about the kind heartedness because I always felt like people took it for granted. So I'm constantly, you know, looking at how to be tougher, how to be firmer and, you know, finding myself in 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 a in a mood that wasn't me, that wasn't mine. And literally I'll be 39, yay, in a week. So exciting. But literally, <clears throat> excuse me, waiting until, you know, almost a few years ago to really embrace those attributes and look at them as positive still you know working hard to look at them as a positive something because of the fact that you know there's always consequences to our actions there are consequences when we are doing something great and someone takes it for granted and then there's consequences when we feel like we should stand our ground and be firm and then we miss out on the opportunity to love someone and be there for them and take care of them so there's always a consequence, but the best part is, is continuing to submit all of you to God and continuing to ask him to help you balance you. So there's always a balance. There's a, when you need to show love, when you need to show, you know, structure and discipline and just asking him to search you out, which comes to our scripture for today. Y'all, I'm like so excited. Like it's a Monday and I am like pumped. <clears throat> and it's in Psalms 139, 
verses 23 and 24. And I don't know what's going on with my voice, but clearly it is not wanting me to be great for some reason. I don't know what's happening, but I am going to push through and show the devil that I'm going to get this podcast out. So boom. So Psalm 139, 23 through 4. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I just love that. So practical, right? It's so open. It's so vulnerable. Think about if you had that conversation with a person. If you were sitting across from your girlfriend, guy friend, spouse, parent, whomever, and you ask them to search you and do they know your heart? For the most part, yeah. But that's a very scary something when you're asking someone to like open you up and look within and not just your physical body, but how are you wired? Like, why are you thinking and feeling what you are? You know, watching your every move. And we have to be grateful that God knows every intricate detail of his creation. So when we're asking him this, because this is, is a question, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. So this isn't as much about him because he knows you, right? He knows Tamia. He knows my steps, my breath, my words, my actions. He knows everything about me. He knows what I'm going to do before I ever even dreamt of it, right? But this is for me. This is for God to show me. That isn't just for him to say, okay, I got it and walk away and keep it close to the vest. It is for me to say, Lord, I am surrendering to you. I am giving you all of the innermost parts of me. They're yours already. And then share with me. Share with me what it is that you find, right? And that's the next verse. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So let me go ahead and just talk about this whole offensive way. And I'm pretty sure you guys have been in this place. Um, And it kind of hinges a little bit on what we like to say, like the nice, nasty type of deal. So I think we've all been in a situation where we have literally tried to convince ourselves that us acting out was appropriate and i think it gets very hairy when you think about so defending yourself um and then even there are times when defending yourself is not a thing we talked about this in my group a couple of a couple of weeks ago understanding when you should and when you shouldn't and sometimes even when you think you should you shouldn't but you know your your motives behind how you're responding so i can very easily and my friend and i were talking about this yesterday i can very easily tell someone how they offended me, made me mad and just whatever. And in a very nice way, berate them, right? I can like walk them up and down the street in a very nice way. I don't ever have to use profanity. I don't have to yell, I don't have to scream, but we have a way of articulating things, knowing that they're gonna cut deep, right? I've been there before. I ain't gonna even sit up here and make you guys think that I'm just saying it in theory. I've done it. Or try and convince ourselves that the the manipulative behavior that we have possessed 
was not that right. And it's funny the the mind games that we play with ourselves to justify things. But it's always interesting to me that measuring measuring things up against the word is always fun and giving it to God and not being so quick to respond. And that's typically why we don't go to God, right? Well, it's two reasons. One, because a lot of times we want to do what we want to do because we feel like this is how we should respond. And then the other thing is that we are not willing to wait to see what he has to say about the matter because, you know, they need to know and I need to tell them, right? I have said it all, done it all, and then went back felt like crap and then wanted to justify it to be to be able to get over it. So when you when you're asking God this question, that you're asking him to search you, test your heart because he knows your heart, your real heart, not the one you want people to see, but the real one. And then going on to say, see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So that's a call to action. So <laughs> you're asking God to to do something. And then you're also admitting that you're going to do something with what he's doing. So after he comes back and says no to Mia, you probably shouldn't handle that this way. Then the action is that I don't. Not that I go on and and, and that whole mentality of, you know, asking for forgiveness later. It's not always the best route, but another day, right? And Or if it's in the lead me in the way everlasting or it's to go back and apologize or it's to fix it make it right do something different with it like there is a call to action and again he knows that too he knows if we're going to be obedient or if we are going to sit there and just be stubborn and miss out on an amazing opportunity to to change something you know i've said it before you've heard it before you know we are the hands and feet of jesus And thank God for his grace and mercy because we don't always take that assignment seriously. To me, a hand raised can't see me, but both hands raised. I don't always take that seriously. But if we keep it top of mind, it will keep us in the right frame of mind when it comes to how we handle life, how we handle people, how we handle things. And you're going to have the most genuine output when you think of it that way. When you think of how am I glorifying the kingdom of God in my actions? And that is a daily struggle. And that is that is part of that exposure in knowing that you can't do it on your own merit. There's not enough willpower. There's not enough, you know, therapy. There's not enough. Oh, my God. Let me see. There's not enough spa moments, pedicures, all the stuff that we feel will just, you know, give us that woosah moment to keep it together. You know, an active, intimate relationship with God is the only thing that will help you be in the right frame of mind. That's the only thing that will that will lead you in the way everlasting because that's his way for us. So I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's you needing to to unpack some previous hurts, if you're needing to unpack how you feel about your spouse, and if what it is that they're doing is really something that is exposing you in a way that you don't like. 
whatever it is or how you feel about motherhood or fatherhood or your job or your friends or your family or your how whatever it is like this is probably the the prime opportunity to ask God to expose some things not just things but you your relationship with him <laughs> funny story so one of the things that I have always said and I think we always do and then I was like if I had a work from home job I would do x y and z right blah 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 this is what I would do and first off I would like still get up early and spend all this time with God now mind you when I was going into the office I was listening to sermons and I was trying to read and I was getting agitated because I couldn't do it all, right? Funny. So <laughs> I've been at home going on seven weeks. Oh, and I was going to exercise too. Let's just let's just be real honest about all the things that I was going to do. And here it is seven weeks in, right? I study for my group that I lead because that's super important. It cannot be prepared. And I occasionally read um, I'm doing church every Sunday, you know, but all of this stuff that I said that I was going to do if I had the time, it hadn't happened. So that was an exposure moment of it's funny. You say things when when you don't think that there's a because in all honesty, that's the truth when there's not a. A real opportunity so subconsciously you know that it's not that easy right that it may not be an opportunity but here it is the almost whole world shut down I'm literally getting dressed getting up getting dressed and walking to the other room where my home office is all the time in the world and haven't done it as consistently as I said that I was same as with the exercising I probably since I've been working from home, probably have exercised four or five times with today being the most recent. And so I had to ask myself, so what is it? And it's funny. It's just like everything else. You know, heart and mouth aren't aligned. Mouth says you're going to do it, but heart is still sitting somewhere watching TV or doing whatever the case is. And I had to talk about it. I had to, you know, go to God and apologize for it because I, I asked for this. I asked for this extra time. I asked for all the things that this opportunity has afforded me. I'm going to eat better. All of it. I can give you a list like you have a list. And I've only seen some of it manifest. And that's because I've gotten in my own way. So, I pray that this is a level of encouragement for you, not a beat up moment, because I think that growth is the most beautiful thing ever. And I pray that you all are continuing, if you can, and, and my heart is there with any of you who this has been an extreme struggle for you, whether it's been financial, um, mental, emotional, um, you're on the front lines, whatever the case is, it's making this hard for you, my my heart is with you. I'm praying for you. Um, may not know who you are. May not know your struggles, but definitely daily. Thank God I've been praying every day, right? <laughs> that I am continuously, you know, thinking about those things. But even in that, even in the hard times, you can still see God's hand 
in it. You can still see God's hand upon you, upon your family, upon upon your circumstances. So (laughs) funny, I just thought about something one of my coworkers said, never waste a good crisis. And I feel the same way that is so applicable everywhere. You know, let's not miss this opportunity to be a better version of ourselves in whatever way, whether it's an increased time with God, raise his hand, you know, a way to get mentally and physically well, whatever that looks like, whatever that needs to be in Christ, not outside of him, but in Christ and all those measures that he puts out there for his people. Or if it's just to ask some of those questions or to to have God sit with you and be with you and love on you and comfort you, whatever the case is, this is the prime opportunity to unpack some of those things. I've started my journey of unpacking and, and I'm praying that it doesn't stop until I have a better understanding of my whys. And I pray that you find the opportunity to do the exact same thing. Thanks guys for spending a few moments with me. I definitely love when we would connect and I am looking forward to when we actually do get to talk. Who knows what's on the horizon for the Honestly Mia podcast this year. So stay tuned. I hope you have an amazing week and have a great day on purpose.